This is Sunday School Online with Pastor Lance. In a time where gathering in groups is a health hazard, what happens to the gathering of believers which is essential to the faith? Pastor Lance shares with us the basis, reason, and manner of Christian fellowship. Get your Bibles and notes ready. Welcome everyone to another Sunday School lesson here today. I'm glad you have joined us. Our lesson for today has to do with these two words, Christian fellowship. As we all know, we are having trouble coming together physically to meet together, to worship, to fellowship. And so I believe this is a very uh, important lesson for us to learn today, even though we are not meeting together, are we still doing Christian fellowship? And so I hope you can stay tuned with us so that you can learn together and grow with us. Shall we begin our time with a short prayer? Let us bow our hands and let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful that you have allowed us to continue to grow in the faith through our Sunday School lessons. We pray, O Lord, that through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will comprehend, we will grasp spiritual truth that you will share to us through the verses and the lessons that we are going to tackle. And I pray, Lord God, that as we learn, our hearts will be warmed with your presence together with all believers who have joined us here today. We thank you and commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Welcome once again to our Sunday School. Now, the word fellowship comes from the Greek word koinonia. And uh, the root word for koinonia is koinos, which is... Uh, which regularly uh, speak about meeting and it is loosely translated as uh, in common, something in common or uh, together, something in common together. And this word fellowship is also used in, in the most intimate of relationships like marriage, uh, friendship, those kinds of things. And so when we talk about fellowship, we understand it as as a coming together of like-minded people, something you have in common and like-minded people. And so in Christian fellowship, uh, that is something different. It's not just a, a regular fellowship of coming together of uh, people who have the same uh, likes or enjoys doing the same type of sports. So uh, in Christian fellowships, uh, there are things that we need to learn. Now, this is the first half of our lesson. The second half will be next Sunday. Uh, here, we will talk on the first three. The basis for Christian fellowship, the reason for Christian fellowship, and the manner of Christian fellowship. Now, let's start for uh, with the basis for Christian fellowship. And by the way, if you have any questions after this lesson, feel free to write in the comment section so that uh, we can immediately address your questions and concerns. Now, what is the basis of Christian fellowship? Now, when you talk about basis, it means the bottom line of something or uh, the principal component of something. So, what is the principal component of a Christian fellowship? Now, a Christian fellowship is based on grace through faith. When we say grace through faith, it is based on salvation. Salvation. Okay? Now, we cannot come together and call, our, uh, call the gathering Christian fellowship 
if there is no Christ in everybody's hearts. If there is not, uh, that is something everybody has in common, meaning salvation. Now notice here in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, Paul said, God is faithful who has called you, called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Individually, each person who comes in a Christian fellowship is actually called to a fellowship to Jesus Christ. And that He is the center of our Christian fellowship. The more we are drawn closer to Christ, the more we are drawn closer to one another. And that is the basis, the first basis of Christian fellowship, salvation in Christ. And so, uh, if a person is not saved, then there is no Christian fellowship going on. Okay? The Bible also said in Romans 3 verse 29, Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is He not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Christians, Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians can come together in fellowship. So what does that mean to us? It means that race doesn't matter. Gender, age doesn't matter as long as everyone is saved by grace through faith in Christ. Everyone can have Christian fellowship. And this is what is amazing. Uh, you can meet a Christian from halfway across the world, you know, from a different country. And perhaps you have not met him for a very long time. It's your first time to meet this person. But because you share something in common in Christ, you can have Christian fellowship. That's the beauty of, uh, of being saved by our Lord Jesus Christ in, in Christian fellowship. Second thing, Christian fellowship is based on godly walk. It's based on godly walk. Notice 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. John wrote, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all our sin. So, one of the basis of Christian fellowship is the way we live a godly life. In the same way when we live in sinfulness, the Bible tells us that our iniquities have separated us from, from God. And so if we live in sinfulness, we do not live in fellowship with other believers. And if we live in godliness, in Christ-likeness, we continue to have fellowship with one another. And so... Uh, that's the second, second basis. Christian fellowship is based on godly, godly walk, walking in, in the light. The third one is that Christian fellowship is based on goals commonly shared. Goals commonly shared. Of course, in every group of people who comes together who are like-minded, you have to have a common objective, a common goal. If you don't have a common goal, you're going in two different ways. But in Christian fellowship, there are common goals. What are the common goals shared in a Christian fellowship? The goal of worshiping God, worshiping God in spirit and truth. The goal of living a holy life. The goal of reaching out to the lost. The goal of growing as a, as a church. These are common goals that are shared in Christian fellowship. 
and it is important do you have the same goal with other believers do you do you come together and and have the same mindset of living a holy life of worshiping god of reaching to the lost if you don't have and share that same goals with jesus christ then we are not in in unison in christian fellowship okay so those are the three bases for christian fellowship the second thing we need to find out and learn is the reason for Christian fellowship. What's the reason why we, we come together? If that is the foundation, what is the reason for coming together? Okay. Now, uh, reason for Christian fellowship. Hebrews, is it? Hebrews 10 verse 25 tells us, Let us not give it, let's not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, fellowship with God must never become selfish or self-centered. Now, interesting enough, if you notice in verse 25 of our verse, that the focus of fellowship here is not on what a believer gets from the assembly, gets from the Christian fellowship, but rather on what he can contribute to the Christian fellowship. Okay, that is that is the focus here. What can you contrib contribute? Usually when we come together, uh, we have the expectation that uh, we either go there to enjoy, to get something, to eat. No, we're not a gathering. There's always that, that, that food in the center of gathering. But the, but the idea is not to take. The idea is to give. What can you contribute to the Christian fellowship? And here we are reminded that we come together to contribute. And one of the strong reasons and motives for faithfulness in Christian fellowship, if you notice here, is the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here. And all the more as you see the day approaching that is the strongest motive of coming together so that we can encourage there is an active sense of of giving encouragement giving love that uh, uh, all the more as we see the day of uh, the coming of our lord jesus christ in in john 13 34 to 35 jesus said a new commandment i give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So the very reason why we come together is to encourage, is to love, is to give. Give love. Especially as we say the day of our Lord Jesus Christ appearing. And that's... That's the strongest motive to coming together because we are waiting for the Lord together. What's your reason for joining Christian Fellowship, brethren? What's your reason? Is it because your friend is there, you're bored at home, or uh, you're pressured that you might not look godly if you don't join? You may have multiples of reasons apart from this. That is not enough find here that we come and focus on contributing and in, in encouraging and loving one another 
as we day, as we see the day of the Lord's approaching. It's just one strong reason for us to come together. Are you excited to come together? Are you, are you excited physically, by the way, because we cannot come together physically today? The third, what is the manner of Christian fellowship? How do we do Christian fellowship? How do we do Christian fellowship? I would like to share to you some ways we can do Christian fellowship. You know, ordinarily, we fellowship by getting together or in church worship in Sunday. But there's also fellowship in prayer meetings, in testimony meetings, in big group meetings, and even meetings in coffee shops and other places. Okay, If you notice the picture here, most of us are doing our fellowship through social media and internet today. Does, does that, is that still considered Christian fellowship when you are just no, uh, in your mobile phones, in your laptops? Does it still, is it still considered as a biblical Christian fellowship? Let's try to see. Now the first uh, manner of Christian fellowship uh, is this, that Christian fellowships, Christians fellowship regularly. Regularly, yes. Now notice here in Acts chapter 2 verse 46, the Bible tells us that every day, believers continue to meet together in the temple courts. They break bread, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Notice here that they continue to meet every day. I don't know if it is by different groups every day, but we find here that there is regularly a meeting, a gathering of Christians, a Christian fellowship in a regular basis. How regular are you in fellowship with other believers? Are you just listening uh, to sermons or do you interact, do you fellowship with one another? It's important that you be part of a, a fellowship. A person can be part of the church but not be part of fellowship. You could, you could be that person. That you, you can say, I'm a member of that church. But you can never feel and experience fellowship in that church because you are, you are not there, you are not involved, you are not getting yourself in fellowship. Okay? In fellowship. So, regularly. How regular? Once a week perhaps? Or more than once a week? Once a month? Uh, I don't know. With once, once a month. Once a month. No? Once a year? Now that 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 is no longer regular. No? Some of us have fellowship once a year. No, kadalang ting Pasko, ting celebration, sabi ba? Pasko na ay mamatyan, na ay mga anniversary, those kinds of things. Now we must meet in a regular basis. Some of us are meeting today week after week. Okay. Secondly, Christians fellowship informally. Informally. Now what do you mean informally? Uh, not necessarily very casual, but very informal. Meaning there is no certain type of dress code necessary for us to meet in Christian fellowship. There is no uh, standard of language. Christian fellowship. No, you can just you can just be be yourself. As and there's not even a specific place to meet for Christian fellowship. You can meet. Anywhere, some people meet at coffee shops, uh, in malls. Jesus Christ meet, uh, brought his 
disciples in various places to have intimate fellowship with them. So it's not always in church that we do fellowship. Right now, where do we do fellowship? Uh, Facebook, uh, group chats, uh, Zoom. This is this is where we we do fellowship today because of this viral viral scare. But nonetheless, if the bases are there, being saved, living a godly life, having common common goals of of glorifying the Lord, then there is Christian fellowship. Okay. Notice here, Paul also said, Romans 16 verse 5, Greet also the church that meets at their house. Notice where, where the church church meets. In the house. So some, some Bible study groups meet in the house. Do you are are you involved in a Bible study group today? And this is this is where we can have fellowship in the smaller groups. In the bigger body during Sunday worship, there's rarely uh, interaction between a lot of people because that's a bigger group. It's in the smaller group where you can have intimate Christian fellowship. So I encourage you to join join uh, a Bible study group today. If you don't have one, just chat here after the after the class. Tell me, Pastor, I need a Bible study group. I can, I can, I can, I can bring you to one. Okay. Now another Christian fellowship. Christians fellowship sacredly, so not just regularly, informally, but we must fellowship sacredly. Yes, it is informal, but it must be sacred. Why? Uh, because unlike any other meeting, office meeting, school boards, uh, clubs. In Christian fellowship, God is present. God is present and actively involved in the fellowship. That that is why it is sacred. You cannot just be uh, overly casual in in a Christian fellowship. We can be ourselves, but let's remember that the very center of our Christian fellowship is God. Okay, is God. God is present in the meeting, and that determines the atmosphere of the meeting. Because God is there. So, sacredly. Now, fourth, Christians fellowship personally also. Personally. By personally, we mean that we don't have to pretend to be someone else. That's the beauty of Christian fellowship. There is no pretending. So, you can just behave in a manner like yourself. So, when you come into fellowship, if you're sad, you don't, have, you don't need to pretend to be happy. Be sad. The Bible says, we rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn. Where do we do that? In Christian fellowship. So, it's very personal. If you're happy, come to the Christian fellowship happy. If you're grieving, come to the Christian fellowship grieving. You can be there personally. There is no hiding. Notice here in Acts 2, 44-45. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, how do they know that these people need these things? Because they were very personal. They were very honest with themselves. And that's the, that's, that's the wonderful thing about Christian fellowship. In other, other gatherings, people pretend to be okay. I'm good. I'm I, 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 I'm life karun. No, 
in Christian fellowship, if you're struggling, you need to let people know I'm struggling in my life right now. I need to be prayed for. And that's the beauty. You can, it's very, very personal. It's very, very personal. Okay? So, uh, let's go back. Uh, the manner, regularly. We need to fellowship regularly. It is informal also, but it is sacred. It is personal. And the fifth one, Christians fellowship actively. Actively, not passive. Not passive. We are not just attending a meeting and just sit there and wait and, you know, uh, think of No, We go there to contribute something to the meeting. We give. It is a give and take process. Yes, we take something from the fellowship. But our primary initiative is to give, is to contribute. No, it's to give and to contribute. Notice here, Hebrews 10.24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. So that is our initial uh, or initiative to give, to give encouragement, to stir up someone, to love, to pray for someone, to listen to someone. And by doing so, we are actively edifying each other. And the more we do that, the more we can actually take from the fellowship. When people are selfish, they are just waiting to be to receive something from the fellowship. It it, it it's very it's a very contagious attitude, and so others become selfish as well. So when everybody is being selfish, nobody is nobody is taking anything. But when everybody is being selfless, that's when we actually get more out of the fellowship. Okay, so how are you doing with your Christian fellowship? Are you are you actively involved? No, are you actively involved? Okay? And lastly, lastly, number six, Christians fellowship openly. By openly I don't mean in public view, but open to people to join. No, Christian fellowships are not exclusive gatherings like other organizations where you can only join here if you are uh, if you have a million dollars in your account or if you are a member of, or you're a graduate of this kind of school of, or you you are bo uh, you live in this specific place. No. Christians fellowship in an open way. We don't get to decide the membership. Who gets to decide the membership? God does by His grace and mercy. No? And when, when a person is saved by God, he's welcome to the fellowship. And in the beauty of Christian fellowship is that the more we are united together in love, the more people outside would witness that we are disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it, it attracts them to Christ. We attract them to Christ. And so let's, let's, let us make our Christian fellowships open. Let's not be a clique where others could not, you know, do not have a place in the Christian fellowship. No. If God welcomed us in His family, we can also welcome others. Okay? We can also welcome others. So for those of us here who are, are having our fellowship in Zoom, in Facebook Live, and add the other means, text, chat, uh, I pray that you will continue and regularly do that and check on each other as we see the day of the Lord's approaching. Now let me end by this quote by uh, A.W. Tozer. He said this, 
unity is necessary to the outpouring of the Spirit of God. If you have 120 volts of electricity coming into your house, but you have broken wiring, you may turn on the switch, but nothing works. No lights come on, the stove doesn't warm, the radio doesn't turn on. Why? Because you have a broken wiring. The power is ready to do its work. But where there is a broken wiring, there is no power. Unity is necessary among the children of God. If we are going to know the flow of power, to see God do His wonders. So, I pray that... Uh, there will be continuous unity in the Christian fellowship that the power of the Lord will flow and God will do wonders in our fellowship. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you have any questions, please write them down in the comment sections. And then uh, I pray that you will continue to join us in our Christian fellowship. Thank you. See you once again next week. God bless. Shall we bow our heads and let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the lessons that you have taught us here this morning. Thank you, Lord God, that we can have fellowship with you. And through that, Lord God, we have fellowship with other believers who are saved also by your grace. I pray, O oh Lord, that we can continue to connect with one another, to be together and be united in fellowship. I pray that we can extend our love and encouragement to one another as we see the day of your return. And we're grateful, Lord, for we know that in the very center of our fellowship, there you are working in our heart, allowing us to grow in love and in faith. I pray that many others can continue to join us in fellowship, that we may spur one another in love and in good deeds. I pray, O oh Lord God, for those who are listening in this lesson, that you would continue to protect them, provide for them, Lord. And I pray that they can continue to grow in the likeness of your Son, Jesus Christ. All these things we pray and give thanks in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For more biblical, inspirational content, please check out our social media accounts found in the description. Have a blessed day ahead.